This is 96.5's Family Worship. Heard Sunday mornings from 9 on Brisbane's 96.5. Hi, Pastor Aaron here from the Christian Church in the Redlands City. And today I want to talk to us about being ready and relevant. You know, how we interface with the world really does matter. It, It always has and it always will. And God uses you and I, ordinary men and women, He used ordinary men and women in biblical times as his disciples to outwork his plans and his purposes on the planet. If we are going to have his heart for our city and be burdened by what burdens his heart, then we need to be ready and relevant. Let's dig into some scripture this morning, and I want to look at the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. And let me set the picture for you. Peter and John are heading to the temple, and They go there daily for prayer. And there's a lame man who's been lame from birth who gets transported, carried to the temple gates to beg for food and for resources, for money. My Bible says it's the word alms, A-L-M-S. And so he's begging at the gate and Peter and John are, are walking past and have an interaction with this lame man. And we pick up the story in Acts chapter 3, verse 6. And Peter responds to the lame man saying, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Here are a few thoughts. You know, sometimes the situations that we see ourselves and others in require us to speak out in faith the complete opposite of what we are experiencing in the natural. The lame man being touched in the community was significant because they all would have known who he was. He was lame from birth. He would have been a fixture. He would have been someone that people walked by, shunned, ignored, and just went in for prayer. Yet this day, Peter and John were so touched that they were ready to give a very compelling response to his begging for something practical when they knew that he needed something far more than the practical needs. He needed a miracle. He needed an encounter with Jesus. When the people gathered around Peter and John, they knew something miraculous had happened because someone within their community was totally transformed and set free. So with all that being said, where do we even begin to being ready? I want to propose to you today, the anchor and the foundation we should be working from are two things. Found in scripture, the first is the great commandment, and the second is the great commission. So let's read the great commandment together. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Let's unpack this. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul. This is our free will choice of salvation. It's our 
surrender to God. We must at all costs chase after, pursue and surrender to God. Nobody and no thing can maintain our relationship with God. He has to be first place, our first love. The second thought from that scripture is we have to love ourselves and understand how God sees us, our identity, our confidence, our purpose. And you know, godly confidence is not arrogance or pride. It's authority. It's security in the fact that God loves us and who we are. And the third thought is, in order to love others, we can only do this effectively once we comprehend and understand how much God loves us first. It's from this place of identity. It's from this place of awareness of the creator so loving us that we then begin to see others how Christ sees them. Let's have a look at the Great Commission found in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, from verse 18. And this is Jesus speaking. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So let's summarize what we've just unpacked. Firstly, we've got to have a love for God, that is to know him. Secondly, we've got to know our identity in Christ. We have to know our authority and know who we are because of Jesus. The third is we have to love others as Christ loved us. We need to champion those around us. We need to love those around us with the agape kind of love. That word agape is what scripture uses to define the love of Christ for mankind. And then fourthly, we need to go. We need to love on people in the city. We need to go and do the mission of God and be a part of the community that he has placed us in for this time, for this era, for this generation. You know, I think it's very easy to expect other people to do the mission of God, to do the go element. And I think sometimes we get very comfortable in our mundane, routine way of life. But we do not have to wait until we have it all together. In most cases, we are positioned today, this hour, in the very place God wants to use you and I as his beacons. We are from all different families, pursuing different careers and have different strengths. We have different passions, different graces, different gifts on our life. And what would it look like if we focused on taking our individual responsibility to work on ourselves and to be discipled by Christ and take it and impact those around us? What would our neighbors and our colleagues and our family members do and look like? What would the domains in your community look like? You know, Acts 10.34 tells us that God is no respecter of persons. This simply means he doesn't love anyone more than anybody else. If that's the case, then how does this change your perspective on, on who you may be in conflict with? How does this change when you walk past someone a bit like the man at the gate who is considered too hard or society may have written off completely? You are in the community you are in for a reason. You're in the school, in the family, in the workplace, in the church community that you are in for a reason. And when we start to see the people around us as God sees them, the atmosphere around them has to change. When we start loving the unlovable, the outcasts in society, the marginalized, the persecuted, the widow, the broken, the poor, the unsaved, 
the atmosphere and the community and the circumstances around us has to and will change. We've got to be ready. We have to be ready to give the good news of the gospel to those that need it. So let's talk about being relevant for a moment. You know, being relevant does not mean we need to be the same as the world. Being relevant does certainly not mean that we need to have the same ideals, opinions, and values as the world. When we look at the etymology, and etymology is simply the study of the original word and the way that their meanings have shifted throughout history, the very word relevant and its etymology in its original construct actually meant to provide relief or assistance to the problem at hand by throwing light upon it. When we look at the life of Jesus and the disciples thereafter, they did not fit or conform to the patterns of their community or the places they traveled to. Jesus was often confrontational, challenging, controversial in the settings in which he went. And on the other hand, we also see him being caring, compassionate, considerate, and kind. The only way we can be relevant is to introduce people to Jesus and do what he says to do. Peter and John didn't just solve the lame man's issue of being in poverty and being lame by throwing a donation at him. No, they understood that Jesus was the only one who could relieve or assist the problem at hand by throwing light upon it. That light being Jesus himself. The lame man was healed. This very miracle impacted the community he was a part of by the lame man being the very sign and wonder God used to add to their number that day. Matthew 5.14 tells us, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. We are a beacon, a light on a hill, and we need to stop hiding ourselves. We need to stop hiding God in us. We need to stop hiding the authority we walk in, the presence of God that we carry. This is what makes us relevant to the world God has called us to. When all is said and done, when we forget about the job that we're in, we forget about the car we drive, the house we live in, the money that we owe, when we silence the news, the political antics and agendas and what is being sprayed at us often in the media. When we lay down everything, we are left with two fundamental keys to bring in clarity to our life's purpose. That's the great commandment and the great commission. We need to be ready and relevant. We must be sharp and effective. You know, I'm mindful for my own life that it's incongruent to be living a life that has no evidence of transformation or change if we are truly encountering God minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. The very God we often run from is the only one who can save us. Satan is not at war with God. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We cannot fight in the flesh, Scripture tells us, because the flesh is not powerful in the tearing down of strongholds. But when we turn our eyes, that is our focus, our attention, our affection to Jesus, the things of earth grow strangely dim, insignificant, and worthless. And as that old song says, in the light of his glory and grace. We need to be ready and relevant. Jesus is needed in our communities right now. Let me pray for us today. Lord, we thank you that in you, we can be ready and relevant to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for captives, 
to release from darkness those that feel imprisoned, to comfort those who are mourning, to give beauty for ashes and joy instead of mourning. Lord, help us today to be ready and relevant in that we would actually be relief or assistance to the problem at hand by throwing you upon the situation. You are light and you are life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 96.5's Family Worship broadcasts Sunday morning at 9 on the radio at 96.5 FM and online at 96five.com. This has been a 96.5 podcast production.